I don't want to come across as like arrogant or anything like that, because I don't believe necessarily that that's what makes a top producer. I, I think that we're all capable of being good salespeople, or leave, even if you take the, not the top 10%, the top 30%, mm-hmm. everybody in there is capable of sale. You're listening to In the House with Jenny Woon and Tony Singh, your West Coast real estate agents a personal and professional development podcast for the everyday working woman. Gain proven business building tools and actionable strategies to maximize profitability. Here's your host, Jenny and Tony. Hey everyone, I'm Jenny Woon. I'm Tony Singh. Welcome back to our show In the House podcast. We just had a very special moment with Ben DeVideo. He's second generation realtor. And I don't know, for some reason I totally thought he would be a different person like personality (laughs) Mm -hmm. but he's so calm because I I guess because I see him at the gym from time to time and we're you know we're going at it we got like we're sweating and 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 so Mm -hmm. to see him in this demeanor very composed it feels very grounded too very honest Mm -hmm. and I learned a lot just from how he does his business and more than anything he's been working so hard on his own so happy he's able to expand into his team called the Ben DeVideo Group. Mm-hmm. So I'm really proud of that. But you know him as well from your dad knowing his dad. Yeah, in the our, our dads, and they'll probably be listening to this episode. Yeah, sure. <laughs> our dads are friends and they used to be top producing realtors way, way, way back in the day. I'm pretty sure it's the 80s. Um, so I know Ben through his dad. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to see uh, somebody that's so genuine, top producer. You can tell, like you had said, he's very honest. Carve out some more time for himself mm-hmm. and expand the overall yearly goal and life goal to something beyond real estate. What you're going to get from this episode is from the time he wanted to quit, mm-hmm. he never gave up. One month later, he started doing his deals, his deal. And I think his first year, he said in this in 35. the 30s, 35, mm-hmm. he has been a top 10% producer since 2015. And since 2019, the top 1%. And it's really hard mm-hmm. what we call the President's Club to get into that. That's right. So definitely a top producer. It was really interesting what he said about structure and systems. That seems to be a common theme as well for a lot of top producers. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really look forward to you guys listening to this episode and learning from Ben. And uh, you're in for a treat. Have a listen. everyone. Welcome back to In the House podcast. I'm Tony Singh. And I'm Jenny Woon. And we have a very special guest here today, our good friend, Ben DeVideo, the face of real Real estate. estate. (laughs) (laughs) This this is a a slogan I didn't realize was going to take off so much when I came up with it. Explain how that came Mm -hmm. about, like the face of real estate. Explain that. I feel like a little bit of uh, imposter because like, I I just was thinking about it um, three, four years ago when I was actually with my mom in Calgary. And uh, I kind of came up and then just kind of like ran with it. It was just, I thought maybe I would stick with it for a few months. But uh, 
Then I just kept it. And then everybody just started bugging me. All my buddies started bugging me on my, my bus benches and that kind of thing. And then it kind of took off. And then it turned into the forehead of real estate, of course. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I like poking fun at myself. So that's okay. But I felt like an imposter because I was Googling around like a year ago. And there's a guy in the States whose last name is something, something LaFace. And oh. he's using that in the U.S. too. And I thought, he deserves it way more than me. His last name literally <laughs> has face in it. But uh, but you yeah. earned it. I, I think yeah. it's just that is just more of like... Everybody knows you as that right now. Yeah. My client asked me yesterday. They said, hey, do you know Ben DeVideo, the face of real estate? I was like, I do. We're friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, because they're in Brentwood Park. He's like, I always drive by. You've got like one of the bins or something there with your, your face on. But he's also on Clark. Yeah. yeah. He's on Clark. You're on a side of a building. I saw that. Where's your other yes, sign? Your yeah. other large sign? I've been trying to spot it. <laughs> I've like, it's obnoxiously big. It's massive, like way bigger than I thought it was going to be, which is like a, a Tell us where a it is so we can drive by. <laughs> it's, it's a testament to the size of my forehead because the whole, the whole side of the building is all forehead, basically. And it's like, it's, uh, it's right on Smythe. There's one on Smythe and Homer. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. when I bought it, it was like, I didn't like, I guess I couldn't visualize it. But then when they actually put it on, I drove by it a week ago. Even I pulled over and started <laughs> laughing because I couldn't help it. It was hilarious. Like it's literally the whole, like probably 20 feet large. This is and great. It's just a head, just a head on the side of the building, right in front of all the traffic. So, hey, Ben, uh, it doesn't hurt to own a little bit more real estate in that way. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I figure. So it's, <laughs> so we know how the slogan came about, but why yeah. don't you share with our listeners that don't know you a little bit about your background and history and how, why you got into real estate? Yeah, well, um, it's, uh, I was always, I was always involved in sales. Um, I grew up in Calgary. Well, I was born in Vancouver. I grew up in Calgary with my mom and, um, and uh, I wanted to be a firefighter, but found out I wasn't tall enough or anything like mm. that. So that, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so I, I think you're in a better business anyway. <laughs> I needed a backup plan quickly. So I, uh, my dad was always in real estate here. And um, I grew up with my mom in Calgary, though. So I kind of thought, well, you know, I had a little bit of sales background. I started at Yellow Pages in Calgary. I was like 19 years old, 18 years old. And... Um, knocking on doors in the snow, that kind of thing. And, and, oh, and, and, that's what she did too. I did that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, my first job, I should say, it wasn't, I, I didn't get hired at Yellow Pages until I had a little bit of sales experience. And uh, my first ever job right out of high school, I went on Craigslist. And I knew like post-secondary at the time wasn't really for me at that time anyways. So I got hired by, you probably know, like one of these pyramid companies. Mm-hmm. And it Cut-co? actually was. Yeah. In Calgary, it was a company kind of similar to BC Hydro, but it's called Direct Energy. And it was knocking on doors residentially selling uh, energy contracts. So you can lock in your, your rate with for electricity for the whole year, right? So I had no idea what the job was. I took it. And then I showed up my first day with like a cheap suit on trying to be professional, that kind of thing. And they started driving me out into the middle of nowhere, out, out in Alberta somewhere. And I was like, what are these guys doing? Like, And then all of a sudden we jumped out of the car 
and it's there's two feet of snow and the guys start knocking on doors and I was like starting to pick okay I think this is the job I think we're knocking on doors trying to sell this thing and uh so the first few weeks it was like terrible it was like 11 a.m to like 11 p.m by the time you got back to the office and went home Mm. but you know what it was so funny is like after three four weeks of doing it I actually kind of got the hang of it and I started making some sales and it was, I think we got back then, it was $30 for every sale. Wow. So, so every time you got someone to lock in their, their, their um, electric rate, then you get 30 bucks. And uh, sure enough, after like a month or two months, I, I, I was at the top of the company and I started doing really well and leading in sales. And I just kind of got that vibe, like the handle of it and how to talk to people on their doorstep. And, mm. and the best part about it now looking back is, the sales experience that I got, I wasn't making a lot of money, but getting doors slammed in your face constantly out in the middle of nowhere in the cold was like the perfect primer to then go to <laughs> yellow pages, which seemed easy after that, you know, nobody slamming doors in your face and then to eventually get into real estate in Vancouver. So my biggest tip to any new realtor giving away my whole, uh, my whole theme of this. I thought we'd get to this in like minute 40, but it was like, you know, I think the biggest piece of advice is go and get some sort of sales experience. You know, don't even focus on the amount of money you're making. That's not the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal is to get experience, right? Because it'll make real You're a second generation, as you were mentioning, your dad's a realtor. You started in 2014. What's the one biggest thing you learned from him? Well, my dad, uh, me and my dad have had a, a up and down relationship. So when I got into real estate, because I grew up with my mom in Calgary. And uh, so when I came to Vancouver, I, you know, 2014, I thought, okay, I'm going to give this real estate thing a go. And we sat down and had coffee. And I know he was, you know, my dad's got a great reputation going way back in Vancouver. And uh, he did a lot of business in the 90s, that kind of thing. So I, in my head, I kind of visualized this, okay, we're going to be father, son, we're going to hit mm-hmm. the, the pavement. We're going to start making cold calls. We're going to make all these deals. And he was kind of like, no, man, I'm I'm kind of slowed down now. I just kind of work when people call me. And I was like, well, what do, what do you mean? Like, I just came out of Yellow Pages. I was young. And I was I was like, let's make some cold calls. It's, and uh, he wasn't really on that same level. And we, we actually never talked for the first three, four years I was in the business. We didn't speak at all. We kind of just uh, did our own things. And... Uh, and then I think I kind of earned his respect with the way that my, my career kind of took off eventually. And then um, now we're at a good place and, and he, he's a great dad. He's a great parent. And the best thing that he offers me is uh, it, it, the advice that he gives me just in general in life is, is great. So and, and his strength is, uh, Tony knows, uh, his strength is his communication mm-hmm. skills. He can talk to, he's the best salesman I've ever met. And I'm not just saying that because he's my dad. He's, I wish I had his sales skills. He can sit down with any developer, any lead. And even when I still get the butterflies, he can just make them all his buddy so quickly. He's got this ability to just make people. And then all of a sudden it's like the deal's closed and we're mm-hmm. out the door. And I, I couldn't believe it. But. I have a funny story related yeah. to this. I have a funny story about this. So our dads, we're talking on the phone about a week, week and a half ago, because they used to sell real estate in at the same time, same areas. They were both high producers, top producers, yeah. and uh, they were talking about us. <laughs> so your dad, yeah, rightly so, very proud of you. Um, but isn't that funny yeah. how it just comes full circle? 
Yeah, it's hilarious. He's 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 like sometimes I you know I think everything happens for a reason. So I'm glad that I did it on my own and, and that kind of thing. But his uh, his greatest strengths are his communication. His his weaknesses though are. I'm a little bit more OCD, a little bit more structured, and he's kind of like fly by the seat of his pants. And so it's a good yin to the yang, I think, too. But um, I'm really uh, grateful now that like we got this awesome relationship. We talk every day. We go for coffee. He gives me advice. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned you thought we'd be getting into this around minute 40. (laughs) We have to back up for a minute. Because yeah. we did not ask you what we ask everybody. The icebreaker question. The icebreaker question, which is, what is your spirit animal? Oh, geez. Um, spirit animal. I got I to gotta think of like uh, an animal with short legs and big arms or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> By the way, for, while like, you're thinking about this, you, you've competed in physique competitions. So although you make fun of yourself... Mm-hmm. So far in the first, like, I don't know, 10 minutes and nine minutes of you've made fun of yourself. You've, you're very, very disciplined. Your OCD has gotten you to a lot of places and a lot of awards. So, so uh, anyways, let's go back to your spirit animal. Just wanted to mention that. I know why you're mentioning that. Um, You know what? I would say like my spirit animal is probably like a pug. (laughs) Those are so cute. Yeah. 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 Tiny little guy, but just adorable. (laughs) And you adding Jules, your little princess, into all the videos, that for sure brings up the number of engagements (laughs) on the post. Yeah. I hope so. She's my baby. I love her so much. She's 15 now. And uh, she's just like, awesome. She comes to the office every day, just sleeps. She doesn't, she's not very loud anymore at her age. She doesn't want to go for like these crazy hikes. So we're perfect together. We just go, we go around the block, we get a coffee and we go home and that's good enough. Right. So good, good, good. So yeah. top producer since day one. And lately, I think the last three years you've been uh, hitting at the top 1%. And that means a lot in our industry. There's not that many that make it to the top. Give us, share with us what a day in the life of Ben looks like. Well, you mentioned it before is, is, uh, honestly, like it's, and it's a personal thing, right? I've never, I never really told a lot of people about it. Like my mom knows cause she raised me in Calgary, but, um, and my sisters and my, my, my brother knows, but like you mentioned it, like I, I've, I've suffered from OCD since I was a really young age and like, I turn everything into a bit of a joke because like now in my adult years, I've been able to like, like kind of like a Marvel movie. I've been able to like harness the superpower and turn it into choose for good. Because when I was young, I was honestly like, I was probably one of the guys you'd see on like Maury Povich or Dr. Phil. Like I had to like, I turned the light switch three times before I go to bed. I locked the door three times before mm-hmm. I, like, it was really like took a lot Your of life uh, over. And, um, But as I grew up, like I kind of gave up those little rituals, which is I'm thankful for, but it's a blessing and a curse because the blessing part is I'm very structured. Like if I don't do the same routine every day, uh, I cannot go to bed. I have to do the same routines and I have to have the same structures. And it's, so it's, it's, uh, it's been a blessing for real estate Mm. and for sales. It's, it's maybe you know, cost me a little bit on the personal side, which is something I'm trying to maybe work on this year. That was my goal. 
but it's been great for real estate because every day I have the same structure. I, I actually eat the same meals every day for the past four years. I weigh them all out and uh, I don't have any different meals. I'm very like, and I have to, because if I don't do that, then, then something mm. weird starts going, my circuits break in my brain. And yeah. so, and yeah, I really yeah. appreciate you sharing that. That's very vulnerable and honest. Um, and I think that there's a lot of people that have been in the same position that you were in the past, right? I know some friends as well that still haven't been able to actually break through the rituals. So that's amazing that you've turned it into your superpower and used it for good towards yeah. your personal growth and business. So Ben, during your first year of real estate, did you have any special stories that you would want to share with our listeners? Yeah. So there was, uh, I never forget it because I always tell this story to new agents in the office or anyone that asks. So I never forget it, but you guys probably remember the gym. I think it's still there. It's on first Avenue and commercial it's underground Yeah, uh, near the pizza yes, place. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there's like a ratty old basement gym there. And I remember six months, my first six months in the business, I think it was like mid, mid June 14, I got my license. The first six months, I think I maybe did one deal. And that was just a friend of the family that I think had pity, just had pity on me and gave me a deal, a little <laughs> tiny condo. And, uh, and that was coming off of a career at, you know, not really you can call it a career, but a three, four years at Yellow Pages where I was doing very well. So I wasn't used to not producing. And I thought, well, what is my, like, I don't have a backup plan to real estate now. I'm not tall enough to be a firefighter, obviously. So I'm like, what am I going to do? And I remember like just all the rejection and, and trying to get, and doing all these open houses and handing out mm -hmm. cards and I'm doing it the right way and I'm working and nothing's happening. I'm not getting any deals. I'm not making any money. And I remember so vividly, I went to this gym. It was probably like 11 p.m. at night, another full day of rejection on the phone or, or whatever. And I remember I went downstairs into the gym, this ratty old locker room, and I wanted to quit real estate for probably the third time that month. <laughs> and and I remember it was just like this. I'm not an aggressive guy, if you know me. Like I'm not a physical person. I don't believe in violence or anything like that. But I thought I was in the locker room alone. And it was just like this pure, like, like organic moment. And I just, something happened. And I just punched the locker. I had to get this, this, like this, I had to get it out energy of my system. Out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this energy, I just punched the locker. And I remember I like dented the locker and then this poor little old man came out of the bathroom stall. Oh, <laughs> it's no. like, his face was like mortified. And I was like, I apologize to him because I was like, I thought I was in there alone. The point of the story was like that night I, I was almost like, like, sure I was going to quit. It's just not for me. And uh, so the moral of the story is just to, to keep going. Even, you know, even if you are right on the edge of giving up, that would be my new advice or my advice to new agents, I think. How quickly did the next deal come to you? Well, so that's funny, actually. So that was in December, the, mm -hmm. the punching the locker incident. And in January, like crazy enough, the first week of January, I got a deal from an open house doing other agents opens like I was doing every weekend. And then two weeks later, I got another deal and then another one. And then all of a sudden I finished my first full year, I think, with 35 deals and I won rookie of the year. So I couldn't like, <laughs> and I was close to quitting completely. So and go back to the $30 um, commission yeah. job. That, uh, yeah, exactly. Back, in, <laughs> back to Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for That's sharing that story. That's a great story. story. Yeah. 
That's um, yeah, very motivating. Thank you. We're curious, just because you have so many clients and you work with so many different types of people, what would you say your value proposition is for your clients and for your business? Well, I mean, it's nice to have, I think, an agent you can rely on to answer the phone no matter what, because I do have this this structure and this compulsive disorder where I have to answer my clients back immediately. I cannot go to sleep if I know there's an email in my inbox or if there's like a outstanding text message or an outstanding phone call. And I think that a lot of my clients, they even tell me every day, like, holy crap, I can't believe you got back to me at midnight or whatever, even though it was probably rude of them to send the text in the first place at midnight. But regardless, like, I just can't, I can't. And it's, you know, being vulnerable again, like it's cost me on the other side too, because it's hard to have a relationship with somebody like that too, right? I mean, um, because subconsciously what you're telling the other person is your business means more than, than them in that moment kind of thing, right? So, but it's something I'm working on. And, and this year, the reason I formed the Bendy Video Group is so that this year I can step back and now I've got a few guys working for me and, and maybe they can handle some of this stuff. And like, I can try to coach myself and like teach myself it's okay to relax and let go and even if it costs a little bit and maybe make a little bit less money this year, maybe too. I don't know, but uh, I'm going to give it a try. So, so this, so you're saying this is the first time you have worked or expanded your team before you Mm -hmm. were solo. Yeah. Last year, I think like a lot of realtors last year was probably my best year financially. I think for like, like a lot of realtors, I think the, like just a product of the market Mm -hmm. and it was, it was great. However, the funny thing was, I also realized last year was probably my unhappiest year personally mm-hmm. because I didn't uh, let go very much. I did have one lady helping me a little bit, kind of returning touch bases and phone calls and that kind of thing. But for the most part, I did all, all those deals and I did it all on my own, uh, all the showings, all the answering the questions. There, and, and I just found myself being very unhappy. Like yeah. it, all the money in the world doesn't matter. I was just very irritable and, uh, it, I, I, even buddies of mine were like, man, you, you, you like, you're very short on the phone. And like, they would bring these things up with me. And, and, and it was just because I was so stretched so thin. Right. So, I, I mean, this year I said to myself and my therapist and, and we talked about it and we said like, hire some people, take a step back, maybe even at the cost economically or financially. And, uh, see if you can grow your personal life, not just your business. Right. And, and, Maybe you'll be more happy. And so far I have been. So mm-hmm. so share with us a little bit about how your team looks now after you formed the Benda Video Group. How many team members? What are their roles? So there's four guys now, uh, sorry, three and, and one uh, lady. So the main gentleman that's helping me, uh, he's been in the business for five years and he was kind of, you know, struggling, I think, to find his place a little bit. So but, you know, we kind of bumped into each other at the office and I approached him with the idea and he, he thought about it for a couple of weeks and got back to me and he said, yeah, he'd like to, he'd like to go for it. And, and he's been great. Like he uh, never complains. Everything I send to him, whether it's paperwork or just uh, show this person on short notice, this property or this buyer or whatever. And, and we've worked out a system that works great. Mm-hmm. The other gentleman's a newer agent too. And I'm just more so working with him on leads that I get uh, that I'll just allocate to him. And uh, then there's my dad as well. 
he likes to call himself part of the group, but he's more <laughs> just like he, he's more just like the the uh, the uh, figurehead, I think. And he he likes to sit in on the meetings and make jokes and uh, drink coffee and tell us stories, which is valuable. And then I've got a, a marketing consultant too that I hired a month ago, and so she's working nine to five in the office every day, and um, she's been great. So she she's like my boss. That's what I wanted. I wanted her to handle everything and then tell me what to do. So mm-hmm. she's got great ideas, and it's it's been awesome. So yeah, I commend you for letting a little bit go at a time. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a coach at the same time, or you're just working? It's kind of going with the flow of what you've learned from other role models in your business? I don't have a coach right now. I mean, I do have a lot of mentors, but I don't have a real estate coach right now. Mm -hmm. Or a life coach even. Yeah. Well, I have my therapist. So I meet with him in three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I think me and Jenny talked about it once actually, um, because I was saying like, you know, a lot of people put their physical fitness first and have physical coaches and, and personal trainers, but it's just as important. And it really, when someone explained it to me that way, that you should have a coach for your brain too, and for your, your well being, not just your physical, but your mental, then it made sense. And so I hired this gentleman and he's close to my age. And so we meet every three weeks and it's awesome. And we get everything out. And yeah. so, yeah. no, I mean, even to this day, I work with two separate coaches for two different reasons. And yeah. guaranteed, I know you said you're not sure if you're going to lose some money, but guaranteed the way, if you structured it right and the right splits, mm-hmm. you'll be making yeah. more money, actually, mm-hmm. and you'll be yeah. much happier. So this leads yeah. to our kind of next question, if you're willing to share, because our other guests have, and if you're not comfortable, you can let us know that. How do you do your splits on your team? Yeah, so so the the main guy I have... And it's a good, it's a, actually, it's a, it's a, a good conversation to have because I wasn't sure what other agents were doing, but I kind of thought to myself, what would I want if I was in his shoes? And um, so what I've done with him is he's like the main, so I've got two guys I'm just sending leads to. So that's just a hundred percent commission. There's no base salary there. So if they close the deals, then they'll give me back 50%. Okay. And I try to make them good leads. Like I, again, my OCD takes over and I have to, I usually end up phoning these leads when they come in or when I get these referrals and I actually make sure they're somewhat warm and then I'll send it to these gentlemen that are new agents. So that's how they work. But then with uh, Goran, who's more of like my personal assistant and kind of the lead of the the sales team, he's working on 10% of everything I make. So he gets 10% on everything because he's involved in everything. Every deal I do now, he's involved in some way, whether it's paperwork, showings, that kind of thing. So at the end of the year, that's a, it'll work out to be a pretty good base salary for him. And then he can also still do his own deals on the side. I don't stop him from doing that. And um, any extra leads I get, I give them to him as well. And then it's the same thing, 50-50 on those. Mm-hmm. I see. And do yeah. you take care of their marketing because now they're under your group or team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I really ramped up the marketing this year. Like I was always uh, investing this is actually a good thing now because I was thinking about this yesterday. So I should ask you guys, but like I had always heard from other realtors when I was new in the business and a little bit greener that you should reinvest 15% of your gross. I don't know if that number, someone told me the other day that number's too big, but I've always done 15%. And this year I've actually even raised it to 20% because I knew I was forming the Bendy Video group and I really wanted to make a wave in the, in the market. So 
Uh, hence the buses and the billboards popping up lately and that kind of thing. And then all those leads, really, they're not coming to me. They're going to those guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm not dealing with those, those people. So, And they don't have to spend any money. It all comes from me. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a big believer in not just one pathway. It, there's a cohesiveness in marketing efforts. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe you may not get the direct leads from the bus benches or the signage or the posters, but there's also the open house that you're at, but then they recognize you from that bus bench or um, you get the flyer mm-hmm. and then you maybe collaborate with the vendor or Glenburn Soda on on Hastings. Yeah. And, and if you bring that flyer in, then you get a free yeah. ice cream on you. So I think there's yeah. a, a, a mesh of different ways of you can market yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah. Now that you've added three plus your dad onto the team, how would you describe yourself as a leader? Uh, I'm learning. I mean, um, I'm pretty laid back. So, like, I mean, I expect that things get done, but I'm not like the the micromanager and I'm not the raise your voice type guy. I'm actually probably maybe on the uh, airing on the side of being too chill. So it's mm. kind of like... You know, as long as everything gets done and you can kind of come in when you want. And and the funny thing is, is like actually Goran, the guy that I, I hired, he I wanted to hire somebody that I wasn't good buddies with because there is friends in my office um, who said, Ben, why didn't you hire me? I would have loved that deal. And I told them, I said, it's, it's nothing against you. It's I don't want to I don't want to mix friends and business. So I hired Goran because he was just kind of a, a nice guy I knew from over the years in the office. And now we're so close. He, he comes out every time I go out, he's with me. So I'm like, well, what was the point of hiring <laughs> If you're with me when we go out, then who's going to handle our business? Actually, right? so. I have a question in regards to that. So if you're yeah. giving your team um, some of these leads that are coming in, which clients yeah. are you still servicing or how often are you on appointments? So I'm, I'm handling the, the, the clients that I already know. Past clients? Yeah, past clients. Yeah, so, and there's, I mean, there's a little bit of a hierarchy, I think, if you're being honest in clientele too, like there's the people you want to, and I'm not talking about commission size. Mm -hmm. I couldn't care less about that, but like the ones that you want to work with, the people that are respectful, the people that are nice, like there's deals that we've done. I was talking to Tony about a listing yesterday, actually, I think uh, two days ago. I see that's a perfect example of a client that you know, he's a little lower on the hierarchy list mm-hmm. in the future. Not not saying I wouldn't give him great service, but just personally. And then there's there's the clients that, you know, uh, keep in touch with you and they want to know how you're doing and that kind of thing. So I love, you know, those personal relationships. But if it's somebody brand new, then I, I'd like to give the gentleman on my team the chance to, to take those ones. So. Mm-hmm. What I'm hearing, Ben, is when the values align with you, that's who you like to work with. And the ones that maybe yeah. they're not as familiar or or they're they're newer, you're kind of passing it on. Mm-hmm. We've talked about yeah. that a lot too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not a micromanager, but you have OCD. So where do you draw the line? Where do you find your boundaries in that? Well, I find that I'm still doing too much, I think, because of my OCD that like I have my daytimers full every day on what phone calls to make back, uh, follow-up calls. And instead of allowing these people to take that off my calendar, I'm still doing it. Mm -hmm. So I've got to kind of let myself let go a little bit, but 
I don't know. I mean, it, it's new to me too this year. I'm used to handling everything myself. So I don't know how much to let go. Should you only be working two hours a day? Should you still be working 14 hours a day? Should you, you know, like, but uh, for myself, it's, I'm having a hard time still really allowing them to do everything. That's a normal part of yeah. becoming a leader, right? The leader that you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a really good question. <laughs> Are there any crucial business decisions that you made to get yourself from a top 5% producing realtor to top 1%? Or were you just working harder and more? Mm-hmm. I think it was, it was honestly like, I think, I think you two both know being top producers as well, that like, there's no, um, there's no secret. Like, I think that there's a lot of people out there that think I'm using some sort of software or like some sort of like advertising nobody knows about, or like a lot of people thought it was because of my dad. And that would always obviously bother me because in reality, they didn't even realize me and my dad weren't even speaking the mm-hmm. first three, four years I was in the when I did this come up. So it really, it's a cliche, but it's, it's really just hard work. Like it, and it starts to pay off the more and more you, the more and more you put into it. So, and you're always kind of six months behind, I find too. So the hard work I put in today will pay off in six months from now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's cliche, but you know, having things like OCD helps too. And I don't think that everybody, you can't just go out and manufacture that, right? You can't just yeah. artificially you know, come up with that. So I'm a little bit blessed to have that, I think, in a way. But um, for every positive, there's a negative as well to it. But uh, Are you um, a book reader or um, an Audible listener at all? uh, I do the Audible thing a little bit. I'm also reading a book on uh, stoicism right now. But uh, I find myself like I'm supposed to do a chapter a night was my goal. And I'm finding myself like working late and then like started with a chapter a night. And then it was like a chapter every three nights. And now it's like been a chapter every like 10 days. So I'm (laughs) I'm behind now, but. uh, I was just, uh, I was going to just do mirror suggestion. If you were looking for some suggestions on leadership is to build autonomy with your team. My team's been with me for at least six, seven years and Michael from Oakwin is always asking, how do you keep your team? Like, <laughs> because they don't plan on moving. We don't, they don't plan on ever yeah. leaving West One. So it's the book, um, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. It gives you a lot of tips on how to lead mm-hmm. with ch- charisma. Okay. okay. So, yeah, no, that's, that's great. Yeah. So, um, well, I know that you've been with your team for a long time too. And and they all seem very happy because I bump into them quite often. So, yeah. and they all say good things. And I know on your Instagram, you guys are always doing good team building exercises too. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, just as important that they carry, that they own this brand. Although mm-hmm. I'm, you know, registered with the government and I pay the taxes and and file the the annual dues, but um, at the end of the day, they're they're just as important to represent this brand as mm-hmm. as I am. So, yeah. if someone is newly licensed and you've been in the business for eight years, what three traits or skills should they carry or should they have? What are the fundamentals to be able to survive in the first couple of years of the business? What what kind of recommendations do you have? Well, like. Honestly, like actionable steps, if you really want to break it down into to simple, actionable steps is number one, I would say to people is come up with a little bit of a nest egg for sure, because 
you don't just pass the real estate license, uh, exam and, and start making money. That's not how it works. And I think a lot of people out there think that that is, you know, you're a realtor now that the checks just start coming in. They're, they're in for a rude awakening. So I would say save up a bit of a nest egg. Thankfully, my time in Calgary and doing those other sales, I had a little bit of money, not a lot, but I had enough to buy the books and just kind of pay for my rent and that kind of thing eight years ago. And um, uh, so that would be number one, I would say is like first actionable step. And then uh, number two, I believe would be get a little bit of sales experience again. Like it's, it's, it's tough not to mention anyone in particular, but like I've, I've seen gentlemen and, and, and ladies come into my office in Sutton and uh, they're there and then they're gone and you never see them again after six months. And a lot of them were landscapers or mm-hmm. they were like you know, in some sort of trade before and they had no sales experience. Right. And, and so it's, Real estate is a real career, it's something to be, it's a business. A lot of people don't, don't look at it that way. It's a real business, right? You got to, you got to treat it as such because nobody's, there's no manager that's going to wake you up every morning and keep you accountable or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, so you got to go and hone your tool, I think first, right. Um, and, and learn how to talk to people, get a little bit of life experience. And then I would say, uh, get your license and give it a go. But, um, yeah, so that would be that. Mm. And that's really sage advice. <laughs> You're very mm. insightful. Um, yeah. And you've got, yeah. you got really good work ethic, too, yeah. it sounds like. So that really helps. Um, yeah. In today's market, it's been shifting a little bit. We were speaking about that before we hopped on the podcast. How are you yeah. having discussions with your clients about today's market and the mortgage rates and any predictions for the remainder of 2022? Um, yeah, I mean, well, I think for, for the remainder of 2022, it'll probably be a lot uh, very similar to how it is today. I don't suspect that there's going to be any sort of bubble burst or anything like that, but it'll stay flat, I believe. And then in, in Vancouver, greater Vancouver, over time, it'll always continue to go up, I believe. I think mm-hmm. we live in the the greatest city in the world and inside of the greatest country in the world. And I tell that to people all the time that it's a very uh, safe investment here. So, but today's market, yeah, it's cooled off a little bit. So you you just have to have that honest conversation with your clients, right? I mean, the worst position to put yourself in is over-promising and under-delivering. So Mm -hmm. especially today, like this week, early June, it's still kind of like 90 days within 90 days of that crazy hot market that we had that mm-hmm. people made like, un, you know, people that are not in the, in the business, real consumers, if they had just watched the news, they're used to seeing how hot our market is right now. So they really may not know today at June 3rd that it's cooled off a little bit. So mm-hmm. you have to keep their expectations within reason, I think. Otherwise you end up looking bad when you, when you don't deliver and you will lose the client in the long run too. Mm-hmm. Cause even if you get a deal out of them now, they're, They'll have kind of that sour taste in their mouth too. So, mm-hmm. so I know that you said you spent your you were at fifteen percent on your marketing budget. I generally yeah. don't spend that much, but I I feel like most of like I kind of retrieve clients a little bit differently, like leads in a different way. But you, yeah. I know you from the gym. I know yeah. you that you've done a lot of advertising in Burnaby. Now you're saying you have big billboards in Vancouver downtown. The yeah. expansion of 15 to 20%, is it to service your agents that are on your team now so that they are getting their pipelines filled? 
Yeah, totally. I think so. I mean, because I, I kind of made a promise to them too, like, hey, you know, give me everything you got. Okay. Like, trust me, give me everything you got. And I promise I will do my best to, to really take this serious and, and to keep you busy and to, to deliver on my promise that you'll have these leads, like essentially, really, I mean, that's what we're all, it's all about in this business. So Mm -hmm. I think they they took a big leap of faith too, to kind of abandon their brand, Mm -hmm. which is essentially what they're doing. And their business cards only say my name on it now with, with their, of course, their name underneath kind of thing. And so they're working to help me. So the least I can do is reinvest back and and try to keep them busy and them happy. And uh, so far it's, it's worked out. The massive like ego billboard downtown. I think that that's more almost just just because everybody from Burnaby drives downtown anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was more just like honestly, in a way, it's a little bit of like a comedic billboard. In a way, <laughs> it's just hilarious just to see it down there. And like I always get these texts every day of people just laughing. So yeah, yeah. it's a conversation starter. Yeah. Exactly. So do you focus a bit on digital leads too then? Yeah, yeah. There's a pretty good mix. You're right though. Like, you know, too, the, I'd say that creative advertising, which is the billboards, the bus benches, you won't really, I don't think I've ever really necessarily got a a deal where someone said they saw my name driving on that billboard and they wrote my number down and called Mm me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think I've ever had that, but it has come up a lot as a conversation starter, mm-hmm. but yeah, like the digital marketing, that sort of thing, those, those produce a lot of cold leads mm-hmm. that you can, if you're good enough, you can maybe turn those into, to real, real clients and real commissions. But, and, and when I say good enough, like I don't, I don't want to come across as like arrogant or anything like that, because I don't believe necessarily that that's what makes a top producer. I, I think that we're all capable of being good salespeople, or leave, even if you take the, not the top 10%, the top 30%, everybody in there is capable of sale talking. Mm-hmm. It's really a work ethic thing and a structure and a discipline thing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so as we are almost mid year in 2022, and you've got a lot of awesome new things going, your team working on yeah. leadership, um, trying to maybe put more emphasis on life goals as well. Yeah. What are What's your overall goal for the year? My, my overall goals this year were, was just to create more, you know, maybe like I think the best way of boiling it down is um, learning to love yourself more, really. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, another cliche, but when you're working nonstop and you have this like drive, like growing up, we didn't have a lot of money in Calgary. And, and so like, I've kind of had this programmed into my brain, the scarcity. And uh, I think that, you know, it's pulled me a little bit away from my personal growth too, because I've just always been so focused on money and making sure I'm okay. And that my mom's okay. And that, uh, you know, the business is good. And so this year, my, my goals were to, just be a little bit happier with myself and it's okay to take a weekend off and, and relax and do what I want, whether it's sitting on the couch or working out or just hanging out with jewels or whatever, or traveling. So that's really what my goals were this year is just to kind of learn to chill more and, and learn to be okay sitting with myself. Good. So. Cool. That takes a lot of work, stillness and silence and yeah. And uh, putting away your phone. I know it's really hard. 
Yeah, totally. It's unsustainable. Yeah. Unsustainable. Yes. Yeah. It's tough, right? I mean, especially nowadays, like your phone's always going off, right? Mm-hmm. And so it is hard, I find, to... Like, even when I have gone on vacation, I, I find myself get, I get upset at myself mm-hmm. because I keep picking it up to, to phone people back and that kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've got to hopefully learn to let go a little bit. So, yeah, it's definitely hard with relationships. If you are dating someone or you're with a partner who's not in the business and they don't understand mm-hmm. the demand yeah. it takes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I've <laughs> definitely and can't <laughs> give you lots of testimonials there. So, <laughs> so you, uh, other than your counselor, or sorry, life coach, therapist, therapist, mm-hmm. therapist, who else is keeping you accountable to make sure you're staying on track of your goals? Well, I've got a lot of good friends in the business. Speaking of partners, actually, I was in a relationship with a realtor for a long time, and me and her are still great friends. And so, we actually keep each other accountable every day through WhatsApp. And we're kind of real estate nerds. So we talk to each other a lot about our goals and, and what we're doing differently and that kind of thing. So I, I've formed relationships with, with certain people like that. And if I find like if they're not goal-oriented like that, I find that organically I spend less time with those people anyways. Mm. Um, I'm not that they're bad people. We're just different, right? And I used to have a lot of friends that... I'd hang out with maybe before I was in real estate that I don't talk to uh, very much anymore because I think we're just maybe, you know, prioritize that. Yeah. Yeah. Just different priorities. I'm not saying my, my way is the right way. I've, I've been open about the fact that I probably spend too much time at work, but we have just, our priority list is just different is all. Mm, For sure. Mm. Well, that was really quick. I learned a lot during this episode. I have one more question actually. Because this is probably a question that a lot of people ask us too. When you are sending leads to your team and you're not a micromanager, we've established that. Mm. It sounded like when you're on your own, you get back to leads right away. How do you make sure your team is following up the way you would want them to follow up? So the nice thing about hiring Angelique, who's in charge of my uh, marketing now, is she used to work for a realtor too, back in her home country. And so me and her, she's a, she's a workaholic. She's brought a lot of ideas to me as well. And um, so speaking of the whole OCD thing, again, we've come up with spreadsheets and systems. So now everything goes into a spreadsheet and there's even a spreadsheet for this is what Ben's expectations are for you for follow-up on leads. So if they ever get confused, they can go back to that. It's kind of like a little branded sheet. And I'm happy to share that with whoever wants uh, to see it. And it's kind of like, this is how Ben would do it. And this is how he would expect you to do it too. Like follow up every 48 hours, so-and-so-and-so, an email on this day, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Is this all in a CRM? Right now, it's in a Dropbox, but we do have a CRM too. But um, it's uh, kind of like an editable spreadsheet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good tips. We do <laughs> with our guests. We we like to end on a fun note. So we have some rapid fire questions for you. If you want to play the little game with us, and then we'll let you go about your work for today. Sounds good. Okay. First Not question. That we haven't asked him enough questions. I know, poor guy. <laughs> what would you tell yourself eight years ago knowing what you know today? 
Oh man, it's rapid fire, so I can't think. Uh, eight years ago, I would say just have faith and and chill and have faith, you know, and don't stress so much. That's why I got all the lines on, on the big forehead. <laughs> Three words to describe yourself. Oh man, I think I think uh, funny, obsessive, compulsive. That's two. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, dedicated. Very good. Besides working out, a hobby you really enjoy? Jewels. That's easy. Aww. Just jewels. What it's is your cool. superpower? <laughs> the OCD. We, we, yeah. we <laughs> you can use that. You can use, use it. That. Yeah. What's one thing you want to be remembered for? Uh, it actually has nothing to do with real estate, but I've helped a family, a single mom and her son, ever since I've gotten into real estate. And uh, I think I practically adopted the, the, the uh, son there now. So that'll probably be my last thing. At this point in my life, that'll probably be a little bit of what I'm remembered for. I think that'll last forever, not not just real estate sales. Mm-hmm. So. It's That's sweet. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, last yeah. question. Where can our listeners find you should they want to reach out? Uh, probably through Instagram. Uh, the Ben DeVideo group and Angelique is running that and I get all the messages too. So. Awesome. Well, Ben, congratulations on all the success. Thanks for joining us. I know you have a busy schedule. You got to run, run a team. Uh, but our listeners really appreciate you sharing kind of your secrets in this business. It doesn't sound like it's too complicated really it's it's to work hard mm-hmm. it's to yeah. have systems in place when you are kind of stretched a little bit add to the team is that kind of sums up kind of your career in a way i think so yeah it's just to come up with systems and structure i, I believe yeah i wouldn't like cuz i bump into you at the gym and and at showings i wouldn't have thought you were i don't know why maybe because you're a male but yeah. I wouldn't have thought that you you're very structured for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it does take a lot of discipline when it comes to competitions. Well, my dad, he's such a great salesman, but like I must get it from my mom because he's the complete opposite. Like there's no structure or anything. And uh and it drives me crazy. But uh yeah, that means so that you're a good team, yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, All thank right. you so much for coming on today, Ben. Nice to see you. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, Ben. Absolutely. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks everyone for listening. If you liked what you heard today, you can support our podcast by following us on Instagram at In The House Podcast, leaving us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews, preferably five stars for us. Thank you. And following us on Amazon Music and subscribing to our YouTube channel. We'll see you next week. We hope this has been helpful. Our intention is to unite the industry's most powerful, top-performing women, empower women with aspiring stories, and provide you with tools and actionable strategies so you can apply it to your personal and professional life. Let us know your thoughts. Give us some feedback. We want to connect with you and hear about your journey. It's been a pleasure to have this conversation with you. Until next time.